0: You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 36. Hi, Thomas Miller here on the road this week, and we're going to be doing a little bit more of this. You know, we've been talking about the job challenges, and I'm making a few changes in my life, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But I'm on the road, been on the road, and just having a wonderful, relaxing weekend contemplating what's ahead. But it's really been cool because, and I want to thank you, just a little bit of housekeeping here, because I have had the most amazing emails from you guys this week, and I really appreciate it. You know, not only did it, was it just encouraging, and it's great to hear from you, but it really came at a time when what you said and the way that you encouraged was so needed at this crossroads. And isn't that the beauty of how all of this fits together and works? just the right word at just the right time. And I've met some incredible listeners and I really appreciate it. There are a couple of ways to connect. First of all, on the website, which is subconsciousmindmastery.com. On the right hand side, it's like in the upper right hand side is a box where you can put your email address in. Now, let me tell you what that does. I know if you're like me, you are reluctant to give your email address out to anything. First of all, the only person who has any access to that is me. And all that does is it's set up through an autoresponder to send you an email uh, the morning after a podcast is released. So, for example, if this gets released on Saturday, the email would go out at 5 a.m. Dallas time on Sunday, and it would just say there's a new subconscious mind mastery podcast up. And, you, and there, that's all it does. And I totally guarantee you I will not use that email list for anything else except to send those out. If we do something else in the future that involves email, we'll do that separately. All this is is just an alert and an announcement that there's a podcast that's new. Now, the other thing is how to get a hold of me, and that's on subconsciousmindmastery.com. There's a contact box, and you can fill that out, or the email directly is thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com. Love to hear from you always, and especially for you guys who have written this week. I really appreciate it. There was definitely a common theme of the emails this week, and that related to changes in our job situation. And I wrote back to one person and said, you know, it's just amazing how the law of attraction works. And it's no surprise to me whatsoever that you would be contacting me this week because we are going through exactly the same situation. So I've spent a good part of today reflecting on this and thinking about it, and I have some distinct thoughts that I thought would be good to just plug this portable microphone in, see how it sounded on the road, and brain dump and give you a couple of thoughts along the way as well because this is what has been written down in my journal at least for most of today. And I have to say as an aside, I've been um, working here and I'm sitting right beside a lake and the geese on this lake have just been going nuts all day long. And it's been the most fun sound. So I don't know if the microphone will pick that up. It's just I have the sliding glass door open and uh, it's beautiful, fifty five degrees here, and the geese are just having a blast right outside. I'm right on the lake and literally right on the water, and the geese are just you know, just. It's been really fun to listen to them all day. Okay, listen when you're talking about situations in related to our job. I don't think there's any difference in the job world. Remember in the last podcast, we've talked about the filters that we run all of our life experience through really boil down to a few things, our health, our job, our career, our finances, and our relationships. It's kind of filtered through those different things. So I don't think there's any big distinction between job issues and health issues. Or I mentioned um, I also left out relationships, job issues, relationship issues job issues, health issues. We all create these things in our subconscious mind. So wherever you are in your career, it's no different than anything that an architect designed and ended up drafting on paper or in a CAD system and then a builder built it. It's the same process. Whatever you've visualized for yourself is exactly what you've been creating and if you look at where you are in your career, if you're the president of a corporation, you created that. If you are struggling, I hate to say it, but you created that, all right? So wherever we are and however we vision ourselves unfolds in the reality of our life. And I really, uh, as I was thinking about this, it just it affirmed that I so believe in the power of of the subconscious mind. Because whatever you create in your mind, as Bob Proctor says, if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. And that applies to your job just as much as it does to any other area in your life. So there's no real difference in separating out what's going on at work and anything else that we deal with that we create in our subconscious mind. So... Let's think about this. If we permeate negative thoughts, we will eventually manifest a negative result. If we permeate fear, we'll fulfill that fear. It may take a while, but we'll fulfill the fear. This was one of the things that has become so clear to me over the years, especially now being in my 50s and looking back over time, back toward my 20s and teenage years and now having the perspective of decades 20s 30s 40s that i can see how these things unfolded past tense can you hear the ducks and the geese out there it is so cool they're just they're going nuts they're frisky And when you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s, you don't have that perspective looking forward. You don't see how it can unfold. But when you look back, you realize, holy moly, it unfolded exactly as I had it formulated in my mind. So if you'll just take the chance, if you'll take the risk and formulate what you want. Picture and envision. We're going to talk about the process again here in a second, but whatever you impress on your subconscious mind, give it time. Give it the season of time and it is going to fulfill. So if we conversely permeate good things in our life, like a great mate, a phenomenal, hilariously profitable career, the family that we want, the income that we want, etc., that too will unfold. And I would throw health on there, too, because if you have your health, you have everything. You can do it. If you don't have your health, then the whole rest of life is challenge, obviously. So I would throw great health in there as probably the most important thing. And I'm waiting for this rain to clear out of here tomorrow so I can go get on that bicycle because there are some great big hills just down the way and I'm going to go climb one of them tomorrow. All right. So, all right. So, how do we do this? We do it through, how do we affect the subconscious mind? If you are stuck in a bad job situation, you probably are not thinking about impressing something else on your subconscious. But this is the time that you need to most impress something on your subconscious. And fill in the blank. If it's a bad relationship, if it's a health issue, whatever it is for you, it can be affected and changed at the level of your subconscious. How do we do it? Let's just step aside and revisit the process of impressing the subconscious mind. Consistently, the most direct way to affect the subconscious mind is through impression. Now, how do we impress something on the subconscious mind? Number one, through visualization and imagery. The subconscious mind relates more than anything else to what we see, what we envision, I've done some studies on my daughter's personality. Uh, By the way, by the way, those of you who listened to to, uh, podcast number 35, I was trying to say laptop number 35, podcast number 35, the laptop is fixed. Thank God for the Apple geniuses. She got the uh, computer to the Apple store and they fixed it. So the laptop issue is resolved, and I just thought you'd want to know. Okay, but back to the subconscious mind. The way that we impress things the most is visualizing something. If you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. The subtle pictures that you hold in your imagination will indeed one day fulfill. It's virtually guaranteed. This is why vision boards are such a great tool. I've known people who will create a vision board in January at the beginning of the year, or a lot of people do it between Christmas and New Year's, and will frame it and hang it someplace in their home where they pass by it and see it every day, and really create an artistic vision board. Well, the background of this not magic, it's nothing that, you know, it's not going to do anything, but what it's going to do is impress those visual images on your subconscious mind day after day after day so that your mind begins to agree that those images need to be fulfilled as a reality. You can draw pictures. You can cut images out of magazines. You can do screensavers. I swear to goodness, my brother manifested a 40-foot diesel RV and just finished six months on the road by putting it on his desktop on his laptop. And it was the very RV that he had on his desktop taken from a picture over two years ago in Florida that they just got finished traveling over the western United States for the last six months in the same color and the same brand as what he had on his desktop of his computer. Your mind will lock on to the visual images that you impress upon it. I was mentioning my daughter a minute ago, and the reason is I've done some studies with her personality and one of the things that she is exceptionally gifted at, she's been given one of the most tremendous gifts from the universe that anybody could be given, she has a vivid imagination, a vivid visual imagination. And when she learns that she can create and see in her mind whatever she wants to fulfill, she will have the ultimate design of her, the outcomes of her life. Another way that we can impress the subconscious mind is through affirmations. Now, there are two basic types of affirmations, written and spoken. The written affirmation, you know, I've heard a lot of people teach that to manifest, if you will write out what you want to manifest as though it has already occurred, write it as though you were a journalist reporting on it as it's already taken place. Write it from that tense and file it away. I do this a lot in my Evernote program, particularly. I like to write this type of narrative on the computer versus a journal. And I'll get an Evernote and literally write as though I was a news reporter writing on the incident. And you put yourself in as the subject of the story and the people who you want to be in the fulfillment in the story and write it as though it already has happened. Another way, similarly, is to do spoken affirmations. And the way that you do the same type of thing only with the verbal modality is to write it as a speech and then speak it as though you were delivering a speech. Now, here's, I'm getting up on my soapbox. Here's where I love Toastmasters because most Toastmasters speeches are five to seven minutes long. If you've ever been a part of Toastmasters, you know what I'm talking about. But it's a great way to learn the power of the five to seven minute speech. And that's about what an affirmation speech time frame would be. So it's about a page and a half long if you wrote it out, if you did that same thing as a speech. And you could do the, you could take your written article and just deliver it as a speech. To whom, you might ask? It doesn't matter. Just speak it. Speak it out. If you have a significant other, or if you have some kids that are still in the house, you can gather them around if they'll really truly support you. They could be your audience. Your audience could also be a mirror. Or with all the video capability that we have today, you could videotape yourself and you could play it and just record it and enjoy it on your own computer. But see yourself giving that speech as though you were giving it to an audience about something that already is fulfilled. Why are these two techniques especially effective? It's because the most powerful affirmations are those that move you emotionally. There's no magic formula to any of this. Don't get hung up on wording or phrasing or delivery or style or did I do this right? Just do it because what you're doing mostly is connecting with your emotions. When you take an affirmation, and press it into your subconscious mind emotionally, then you are creating a subconscious intention. And when you put that intention out, it begins the process of fulfillment. Now, it will always do it within a period of gestation. So that's why you can't think, oh, well, I did that three times last, last week, or I did it three times today. No, you know, like they say, 27 days to change a habit you have to do this consistently. It's the repetition. That's the other element I wanted to bring you. was the repetition that burns it into your subconscious. That's where the level of buy-in takes place. That's where your subconscious mind starts to accept what you're telling it, believes it, the buy-in toward the fulfillment. That's when things start to move. Now, repetition, this area of repetition is a little bit of a challenge because repetition can get stale. It can get monotonous. It can lose its effect. So you have to always keep it fresh. Sometimes you have to just give it a pause. You have to get off of it for a couple of days because you feel like you've been hammering yourself, hammering yourself, hammering, and it gets old and it gets stale. In those cases, you can freshen it up. You can rewrite it. You can revise it you can write it from a different voice you can have a different outlook on it you can make it longer you can make it shorter you can vary it up in some way but stay on the same theme and remember there are two times a day that you are most impressionable with your subconscious mind do you remember when they are when you are just drifting off to sleep. So the last thing you do before you drift off to sleep to your subconscious mind is the most impressionable thing while you are asleep. Conversely, just when you're waking up in the morning, your subconscious mind is in that relating state to your conscious mind. And that's when a lot of intuition happens and a lot of speaking back and forth takes place between your subconscious and your conscious mind when you're just waking up. Now, you know, when you're going through the throes of some kind of job situation, usually it's around change and often it's around a change of management. So whoever has the voice over you, whoever is dictating what your life is going to look like, makes it quite difficult. And particularly, it might change the game so that you're left thinking, hey, this isn't what I signed up for. And if you're faced with, this doesn't work for me, and you end up leaving the job, then that puts you in all kinds of statistically difficult situations. It's always easier to find a job if you have a job. And then if you're up in the years of the workforce, like I am in my 50s, then it makes the na- the window even narrower. So you have to be careful of how much you let them push you before you finally say okay i've had it but usually it's some kind of change in management change in direction that directly affects you because things will either you will be asked to do more with less more demands on your time a change in schedule something that makes it less workable for you so here are a couple of thoughts on that first of all Don't look at the way that it is. Oh, is that ever hard to do when you're in the middle of it? Don't look at the way that it is today. Create what you want. Create what you want it to be. Create what you want in your life. Create what the perfect job is. Visualize it. Go through everything that we just talked about. Burn it onto your subconscious and then do what? Release it. Go back to what you were doing. Now, you have to do that by setting boundaries, and that's what I'm up against, and that's what my friend, our co-listener, wrote in about this week. The boundary line is shifting, so you have to stay within what works for you. That's where I'm being pushed. I'm being pushed into some areas that just are going to be really difficult to work for me. But you have to formulate a workable appeal based on mutual outcomes. So what I'm up here doing this weekend is looking at it like the way the boss is looking at it. The boss wants one thing, I might want another. So the issue is, the question is, can we find some middle ground? Maybe, maybe not. I think a big issue related to this is workplace collateral. You've heard the analogy in relationships particularly about making deposits and withdrawals. Well, it's the same thing in the workplace. So one of the big issues that came up for me is how many deposits have I made in the workplace? In my particular situation, I've made a lot of deposits. So now, well, now maybe it's time to spend a few of them or... In my mind, I've made a lot of deposits. Maybe in their mind, we'll see how many I really have made. Maybe not so many. Maybe the accounts like about even or even underdrawn, but by putting some pressure on it or by asking for some things, then we'll see exactly what the deposit ratio is. Another really big deal here is to get, if you can, if you at all possibly can, Get six to 12 months of reserve in the bank. If you are not doing that and you don't have that presently, do everything you possibly can do. Squeeze everywhere you can squeeze. Cut every possible expense. Double down on paying some things off if you have to, but get to a point where you have six to 12 months in the bank. When you do, you have a lot more leverage because then, if you come to the point where you say, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work for me, you have that available that you can draw on. And it will probably, even in the toughest of economies, but probably up to 12 months will be enough time if you are not, if you don't have any resumes out, you're not looking, you're not doing anything to find another job, and you just started from almost a cold stop right now and you had all of, let's say, 2014 to work it through, you probably will be okay. But particularly, focus on the subconscious part. Get really clear on what it is that you want. Write it out. Give it as a speech. Read through it several times a day. Put it on your desktop if it's something that you can create visually that way. Do a vision board. See yourself in it. Create a movie in your mind where you have some kind of a visual image playing all the way through. And then whatever it is that you're leaning toward, especially if it's different, then start working toward it. If you want to get into something that involves websites and you don't know HTML, go learn HTML. Go take a class at the community college. Learn WordPress. There are all kinds of websites and YouTube videos of how you can do all of this. Start a podcast. In some way, though, add to your skill set. Because if worse comes to worse, we do live now in an era where you can support yourself virtually. And that was one of the other cool emails that I received from one of you this week. And I'm going to point you to a website. If this is not the coolest thing you've ever heard. Okay, the website. You ready? Whyileftgoogle.com. I I love this. Whyileftgoogle.com. His name is Armin Asadi. And he and I have been emailing back and forth. And, yes, we are going to do an interview on a future podcast as soon as we can put our schedules together. He is a young man who had a, a dream job, as he said But he knew in his heart that he wanted to be his own boss. And he just got back from a 90-day trip to Southeast Asia, where he was working on a project but was also traveling. And he advocates assembling a number of, as he calls them, micro-businesses to support your freedom lifestyle. There's another website called suitcaseentrepreneur.com. Her name is Natalie Sisson and The Suitcase Entrepreneur is an interesting read. She does a podcast and a blog as well and travels all over the world and supports her lifestyle with her internet business. So if you want a couple of people who are out there doing it, one of them is listening to this podcast and will be interviewed on a future podcast, there are a couple of resources for you. All right, there's one other thing that I wanted to leave with you. While I was driving up here, I was listening to an audio book by John Maxwell, and it's called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. John Maxwell is primarily his market, his target market, is talking about leadership. And over the years, he's developed some really good material. He's very respected in the speaking business. And this particular audiobook is focused on growing as a person. The premise is, are you growing as an individual? Are the things that you are involved in, the things that you're doing, and the way that you're designing your life geared toward your personal growth? And John mentions that several times in his career, John is in his mid-60s now, but he said that up to seven times, strategically in his career, he chose to leave a position in order to put himself in a situation where he would be out of his comfort zone, where he knew he had to grow and stretch himself personally. And this book and subsequent audio book that's narrated by him talks a lot about the various things that he went through in his own personal growth journey. He says when he's contemplating leaving something because he's not growing, here are a few questions he developed over 40 years ago that he has used to guide himself through at these critical junctures of his life. And I wanted to share these with you. Questions you can ask yourself as to whether or not where you are now is helping you to grow. Question one, are others around me ahead of me? And what he's saying by that particularly is it, am i around somebody that i can learn something from if you are not around somebody that will stretch you and grow you and that you can learn something from then you are going to be stagnant question 2 do i wake up excited every morning to go to work is growth modeled and expected am i continually challenged am i outside my comfort zone am i in a place where failure is not the enemy Is my focus forward? Is the atmosphere affirming? Are others growing? Is growth in the environment modeled and expected? And do the people around me desire to change? Those are provocative. I went through the list. I had one positive and the rest were negative. So you can see why I'm taking time to reevaluate my own situation And realizing that I've not been in a position of growth, I've been tolerating, I've been comfortable, I've been existing, and it's time for that to stop. So whether or not the job is the main issue for you, we've talked about a couple of job-specific things here. But by and large, you can take most of this conversation and take any other area of your life and apply it there because the principles are still the same. I hope this helps. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you again for the emails and for reaching out. I wish you the very best. As always, wherever you are in your path, enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.